When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. No Las Vegas, Nevada tonight. It is a Bristol, Connecticut kind of show. Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh tonight. Drew Carter is at ESPN HQ. You can find him on social at Drudel25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. And all you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN radio to hear us. It is that simple. You heard it in the Sports Center update. Vodtech up. 34-32 over LSU. Let's get an update from the ground of that game. Alexa Philippou, ESPN's basketball reporter, joining us live from LSU Vatek. Alexa, thanks so much for joining us. We'll get you in and out. I know it's the half there. LSU looked like they were in control, and then an 11-0 run to end the half there by Virginia Tech. What happened? Virginia Tech actually changed up its defense. It went from a man to a zone. They were really having trouble on the defensive end containing the paint, and it was really just, well, you could get whatever it wanted um, inside. And so once they went to that zone, they were able to actually force LSU to really have a tough time. LSU ended the half 0 for 6 from the field, and then with the improvement on defense, either being able to get rebounds or forcing turnovers, Virginia Tech was able to convert that on the offensive end to more points. And so they rattled off that run, and they just looked more composed and like they were dictating how the game was going to go compared to really how most of the first half went. Every college basketball team should play zone. So, Alexa, we're watching this on TV. We know the TV ratings are through the roof for this tournament. Social media engagement is super high. What's the atmosphere like in Dallas tonight? Yeah, it's pretty good. This is the first game of our doubleheader, so I think there's still fans that are coming in that are Really here for the Iowa and South Carolina game. I think that's uh, the one that probably most fans are really highly anticipating, although I think this is going to turn out to be a really good one, too. So I'm expecting it to only improve throughout the night. But in Dallas in general, there's been an excitement in the city. Lots of fans coming in from all over to see these teams play. Lots of interesting storylines, very passionate fan bases. So I think it'll be a really electric atmosphere, especially as the night goes on. Yeah, Alexa, people are treating this one like it's the undercard, but certainly it's not the undercard in terms of a good game. Again, Vatek up on LSU 34-32 to at the half. Alexa Philippou, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. The Slim Reaper returns. Durant backing down, backing down, the fadeaway. He got it! Kevin may be a basketball god. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad I'm into the, to the zone of playing again and being around the guys and being one of the guys again. So just keep building from here. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and they just added the easy money sniper. My favorite if he's healthy. This team absolutely believes with him on the floor, they can win a title this season. Kevin Durant, 
Apparently, he doesn't care about his legacy. Okay, he cares about a lot of things. Being a troll on Twitter, being one of them, multiple burner accounts. But he doesn't care about legacy, Drew. He said, quote, unquote, I don't care about legacy. I used to. I don't anymore is what he ends up going on to say. He tells this to The Athletic, Brian Windhorse, ESPN's NBA reporter. He was on first take. He went on a bit of a rant on why Kevin Durant's championships with the Warriors matter either way. It's so important and so tough to do it that when you once you win a championship, you never, ever have to say you're sorry. And when it comes to Kevin Durant and anybody who tries to say that his championships are somewhat not whole is bull bleep. Because I'm telling you, the 2017 championship, okay, when they beat the Cavs 4-1, to one, that Cavs team was awesome. That Cavs team went 12 and 1 through the West, through the East playoffs, okay? Mm-hmm. LeBron was at the peak of his powers. Kyrie Irving was awesome. They had gone out and gotten shooters around that team. That team was great. I would say probably 80, 90% in the history of the game, that team wins. The reason that was 4 1 would be because, because Kevin Durant was a killer in those playoffs. I love worked up Windy. I love that, man. I love worked up Windy. National treasure. We know his legacy is safe. (laughs) Oh, my God. Windhorst. This whole whole NBA season, Brian Windhorst has been on one. I feel like we've seen him go from, like, he's leveled up Uh from from the what's going on in Utah. What's going on in Utah. Exactly. He's getting spicier and spicier throughout his career, you know. It's amazing. We love Windy here at ESPN. Uh, I think he makes a good point. And and look, the, the KD legacy conversation and whether or not he cares about it, I, I feel, I feel two different ways about this. I feel diametrically opposed because, on the one hand, like yes, you do care about your legacy. That's why you're on Twitter all the time and replying to people, and that's why it seems like you you watch and listen to a lot of stuff and read a lot of stuff. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's bad. I just feel like that points to a guy who, who cares what people think about how he's perceived as a basketball player. But on the other side, like. It's it's pretty normal, I think. Katie's behavior, like we all care how people perceive us. We all care what our legacy is going to be in our career. So, it's it's not like a bad thing. And and I feel like there's a perception that caring about what the the fans think is bad. I, I don't think so at all. I love that KD is on Twitter and responding to people. I think it's great. It's entertaining. It's good for us on talk radio, and it's human because. Pretending like you don't see that stuff is insane. Like we got, we had a guy tweet at us during the last like ten minutes. Amber, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I didn't see that. Like I saw that. A guy tweeted it. It was nice. It was really nice. Shout out to that guy, Oklahoma fan. But I'm not gonna pretend that I didn't see that because I have the app. You know. So for for KD to pretend that he doesn't care what people say, I think would be disingenuous. And I for one wish that he would be honest now because like he, he he used to be honest about the legacy thing and he's not anymore and I just want to know what changed at Drudel 25 that's how you tweet to yes. him at Amber I'll acknowledge Sports. it because we I all like see nice it things though say, say nice things to us uh I, yeah I and, and and I also have not seen that yet uh so I, <laughs> I will be firing up Twitter during the prank don't you worry uh I do agree with you to some extent I I don't think that it's probably the healthiest version of KD, I don't know, to actually be in the minutiae all the time because when you're that level, yes, we all kind of do it, but you and I don't have the interactions, yeah. I would imagine, on social media that he has, right? Because we don't quite have the stature. Like, you're rising fast oh, here sure. at ESPN, but like you're just a hair, like a notch below Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. 
in terms of your career. You're still young. Don't worry. You still got time. So I would imagine that living in his world, if you're getting bogged down with every single person who tweets something negative to you or DMs something negative to you, that it's probably not the healthiest space to live in. Nevertheless, I also think it's pretty human that he cares what people think. And he absolutely cares about his legacy. We all care about our legacy, as you stated. And certainly every professional athlete ever cares about his or her legacy. But he went on to say they got to add a narrative to it. They pushed something to discredit me. Once I left to go to the Warriors, it's been gymnastics on how to discredit me at every step of the way. I <laughs> do think that there's, <laughs> I think that there's a semblance of truth to it. He decided yeah. to join that team and it was a historically great team before he joined it. And everybody decided that was the easy way out. And yet, He's the finals MVP. He's as much of a reason that they won the championships when he was there as anybody else on that team, two times, multi times. Mm -hmm. But because he hasn't done it somewhere else, we're going to discredit him. He's Kevin Durant. He's, I think, held to a different standard. It's a double-edged sword because we all think he's that great. Like one of the greatest offensive players of all time, most people would have him on that Mm -hmm. list. And because of that the expectation, I think, becomes heightened, an unrealistic expectation that he's somehow supposed to do it on his own. And the reality is none of these guys do it on their own. None of them. They don't all join 72-win teams, but they don't do it on their own. None of them. LeBron James doesn't win championships on his own. Right, right. Keep in mind, this is a, a guy in Kevin Durant who coined the term blog boys. That was a Kevin Durant special. And then people were making shirts saying, Blog boy, like if you wrote up, if you wrote about basketball on the internet, you were a blog boy. That was KD who said that first because he reads this stuff, mm-hmm. and and I think it's look, I, I appreciate when he's more honest about whether or not he cares about the legacy, and maybe at this point, as as he gets toward the twilight of his career, you could say even though he's still really good and still one of the best players in the NBA, maybe at this point he's just tired of hearing it. And I, I love the term he uses, the gymnastics to discredit him. Because he, he's right. Like, he is a two-time finals MVP. And Wendy is right that that Cavs team probably beats the majority of, of NBA finals participants in NBA history. That Cavs team beat the Warriors the year before in the finals. I know the Warriors won 73 games, but they still lost to the Cavs in the finals without KD. So he deserves as much credit for that championship as pretty much anyone deserves for pretty much any championship. I feel like the only guy we've seen in the really in NBA history as far as as I'm concerned Amber do it essentially on his own without another star is Dirk. I just go back to Dirk in 2011. Second best player on that team, maybe Tyson Chandler, yeah. maybe, maybe a 38-year-old Jason Kidd, maybe Jason Ter- maybe Sean Marion. Dark time in my life as a Miami Heat fan. Go oh, on. brutal. I don't know why you're bringing things in. Like, I mean, I know. You left it in the past. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, listen, none of these guys. I, I mean, I wonder, like, would the narrative be different had he joined that Cavs team? Like, if he if he joins yeah. LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, are we all like, oh, he did it on his own? You know? I, and, and no, is he wins a championship in Phoenix? Are, are we going to say, oh, right. well, KD finally did it on his own while they're he's stacked. playing? You know, they're stacked. It's yeah. stupid. They're all stacked. Every team LeBron's been on he's also had at least one other mega superstar on that team with him right you kind of have to be stacked right in order to win a championship at least the huge overwhelming majority of the time 2011 notwithstanding <laughs> coming up next here on Joe and Amber Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh how weak is the NBA's Western Conference we'll get into that Joe and Amber's on ESPN radio I'm Kevin Durant you know who I am <laughs> 
Y'all know who I am. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Drew, I cannot see this game. Is there anything of this game that we need an update on? Made like a thousand of those in the postseason ACC tournament, NCAA tournament. Virginia Tech by nine. Amber, this game is over. Whoa. Over. Ever You're si- calling it this already? Game is what? Ever since Virginia Tech switched to a zone, LSU has, I think, three points in like 15 minutes of game time. This game is over. If you say so, well, we will continue to keep you updated. Even if it's over, there's still. Seven minutes but left, I believe. You know what the, the great third? thing is, though? Our show's over by the time the game will end, so I don't have to pay any repercussions. I'm just a <laughs> fill-in host, too, so I'm just – you won't see me for another month on ESPN Radio, and by that time, everyone will forget. Yeah, just no accountability That's whatsoever. Right. We'll see if there's accountability in the Western Conference in the NBA. The top of the West – I would argue, not nearly as strong as the top of the East. The West, I feel like, is the conference that we spent the most time on this season because there's been a lot of storylines coming out of the West, but not necessarily for all the right reasons, right? In terms of the actual best teams in the NBA, I feel like they all reside in the East, so this Western Conference feels a little weak. Brian Windhorse, ESPN's NBA insider, he was on Get Up discussing the top three teams in the Western Conference. If we get to May and Jokic and the Nuggets and Ja and the the Grizzlies are standing there in the conference finals, they can give the middle finger to all those teams who feel that way. But right now, those teams smell weakness. And Durant's coming back. LeBron's coming back. LeBron's coming back on a bad foot because he smells weakness. There's no fear about those top teams. Those top teams have a chance to instill fear, but it's not there. 
Uh, before I address what Brian Windhorst just said, uh, Nick Cardi, <laughs> maybe if you took less showers, you would be more on top of things there. If on you the were at Nick. full health, Nick, that wouldn't have happened. I'm only taking one shower a day with my foot injury, so I'm off my game completely. That's, you know what? That's He's a good point. Out of you. Yeah. You can't Nick is on crutches. It's not an injury. No, but Nick's on crutches. Walk. He's had to reduce his showering because it's very hard to shower when you've got a basically a broken foot. And so because of that, he's totally off his game because he Keyword, doesn't feel his best drill. Keyword, See? basically. Keyword, basically, basically a broken foot. I, Going, I basically have a broken hand. I just, I, I hit my finger. I listen, I, I once basically broke my ankle. I had like a grade four sprain. It was horrible. That does sound bad. I did have a doctor tell me that it would have been, it might have hurt less if I had broken the ankle. Same. So I'll go with that. Uh, let's go back to what Wendy actually said there, though, about the top three teams in the Western Conference. The Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings are sitting atop the Western Conference. He said none of those teams strike fear in anybody. Do you believe that? Do you think any of those teams strike fear in Drew Carter? Uh, no, I mean, they really don't. I think this is the correct perception, but not necessarily through the fault of these teams. The Gri- I think we can go one by one here. The top three teams, Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento – and pinpoint why nobody's afraid of them in the playoffs. Number one, the Nuggets have had the MVP the last two years, and they have not made the finals. Uh, the conference Injured finals. Though. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. I think if anyone's scary in the top three, it's Denver. And I feel like they are certainly equipped to make a run to the NBA finals. But that's why no one is afraid of them. Memphis feels like they've been self-combusting for the last two months. They got off to a great start. They talked a lot of junk. And then it came back to bite them a little bit because they had to target on their back. And then Ja did some stuff that was maybe not advisable. Then he got suspended and feels like the Grizzlies have been in a tailspin. But there's still only three games back of Denver for the top seed in the West. So it's not like it's not like they are completely in shambles by any means. But same thing. They haven't done in the playoffs. Almost lost to the Timberwolves in the first round last year, then did lose in the next round. And then Sacramento, I mean, talk about lack of experience. They even, they're they're going to break the longest playoff drought in major North American professional sports this year. They've been great all year. They they've maybe the best offense in the NBA, but it's a combination of they haven't been in the playoffs in forever. And if you look at their best players, I mean, we would all be pretty stunned if a team, and no offense to these guys, but if a team with De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis as their two best players won an NBA championship, that would just be shocking. It, it never happens. I mean, they're a great regular season team, but they don't strike fear in anyone in the playoffs. But if you look at the next three teams... Phoenix, the Clippers, and Golden State, I feel like they're pretty scary. Maybe not the Clippers now that Paul George is out, but the Suns and the Warriors, like, once we get to the NBA Finals, if it's one of those two teams against either Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly, who are the pretty three clear favorites in the East, I feel like we're going to be looking at a pretty evenly matched NBA Finals. What do you think, Amber? So I'll go back through the way that you did. The Nuggets, to me, I do think should strike fear in people. It doesn't. They don't strike fear in people. I think some of that has everything to do with what you just said. Like, we're used to Jokic being that excellent, winning the MVP, winning the MVP, and then not actually making championship-level noise in the postseason. But 
again, they were incredibly shorthanded last season. He was missing his two other best players last season. Everybody seems to forget that. And we just discussed how hard it was or how hard it is to ever try to do it on your own. Nobody ever does it on your own. He didn't have nearly enough help last season. I do think that this season with a more complete team that they are actually a scary team and that people should be fearing them even if they aren't. The Grizzlies are that young team and the stuff with Jaw certainly has hurt that. There's no reason the Grizz can't take the next step though in this postseason. It's a step I would expect them to take in postseasons. The Kings are the Kings. I think that's part of some of the problem with the Kings. Like we just can't digest it because it's the Kings. They've been excellent all season long. The problem with the Kings is they're going to match up in the first round with one of those other teams you just mentioned where those are the teams that actually strike fear in people, right? The Kings could find themselves playing the Warriors. The Kings have no postseason experience. There's like two guys on that team with postseason experience. It's the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the championships with those guys with that core still intact. I don't love their chances in postseason basketball because of that. It is interesting the way that the West has panned out. The teams at the top aren't the traditional fear strikers, so to speak, that those other teams that are lower seated uh, actually the same level of fear that we insti- that it's instilled by the teams that have competed for championships, particularly the Warriors. Coming up next, we're going to try to figure out what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Joe and Amber, Drew Carter, filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social at Drudel25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into baseball's opening weekend as the Rangers host the Phillies. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. We are keeping you up to date on all things women's Final Four throughout the show tonight. Virginia Tech up 59-50 to right now on LSU as they near the end of the third quarter. Is that not true, Drew? Because your TV is probably ahead of the scores that I'm looking at. No, I'm looking at the same thing. Third quarter just ended. 
uh, it's over. Like I said earlier, midway through the four, midway through the third, and I'll say the same thing at the end of the third. It's over. Virginia. It's Tech. over. Yep, that's right. Virginia Tech <laughs> has this in the bag. And there's still another quarter left. Only a nine-point game. Not so in my we'll book. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Drew Carter's book. We will continue to keep you updated anyway uh, on that game as it rolls on. Let's. Big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? Hello, James Steele. Hi. Uh, so big deal or not a big deal? I don't know. I can't remember if Drew has played this before, but I, I, think gave, so. you, I gave you a topic and then you tell me if it's a big deal or if it's not a big deal. I'm just distracted by this beautiful Pretty, song that's playing. Such I don't, I don't a good know what song, it is. man. It is, you do not <laughs> so not good. know what this is, James. No. This Come isn't on. in your iTunes library, bro? Stop no. it. This isn't on your iPod Nano, oh. bro? It's not no. a Nano. Come on. <laughs> Kids these days don't even know. I'm not Classic. a I have no Shout idea what this is. Wayne. I'm sorry. If if, if no I idea. ever. Little Wayne was, was just on the telecast on ESPN+. Plus. With, with who? Diane Taurasi oh. <laughs> and Sue Bird. Nice. Redemption. I nice. had a major brain fart earlier. If you missed my brain fart, you can always check out the podcast on nice. the ESPN app. Good plug. All right. Good plug. So big deal or not a big deal? Uh, Adrian Wojnar or not? Oh, man. Whoa. Whoa. Woj on Twitter. Yeah, Woj on Twitter. Tweeted as NBA and NBA PA pursue a new CBA ahead of tonight's opt-out deadline. A deal would not include a change in the minimum draft age rule ending the one-and-done era. I was confused by this tweet, Weirdly worded. but but Drew uh, later explained it to me. Uh, big deal or not a big deal, Drew? Big deal. I feel like it's been a fait accompli. We've all assumed that this rule would change, and it sounds like it's not going to. I think... At some point in the next couple years, there was the expectation that there would be a super draft with high school eligible players and one and done eligible players, and they were all in the same pool, and that would have been a lot of fun. Like a basically double your fun because you have double the prospects. Sounds like it's not going to happen. And to be honest, Amber, I'm a little confused that it's not a bargaining chip for either side. I would think that the players' association would want to try to negotiate for this in the next CBA. Uh, but maybe they don't because college athletes aren't technically part of the Players Association, of course, until they get to the NBA. So the Players Association isn't negotiating on their behalf because they're not in the union yet. Well, but I think, but there's the exception that they institute it with the G League, right? That's where yeah. my confusion lies with this. So I think from maybe the NBA PA perspective, I guess they see it as an opportunity that they have on this soil as essentially part of the NBA, but not actually with these teams as part of the draft yet. You can go to the G League for a year, and those G League salaries have certainly risen here over the last few years. You can make a decent living there for a year before going into the NBA. And so maybe from that perspective, because I think the problem here when we talk about this rule of not getting drafted, how many players does this actually apply to? Like how many guys are going straight from high school to get drafted? Not overseas which you can still do not to the g league which you can still do not to college which you can still do but actually drafted in the nba draft there's not many and so because of that i don't know if there's the huge push because it affects so few people and those people do have options that they didn't used to have with the g league yeah and it seems like the system's working pretty well right now from the outside college basketball super entertaining 
there are some guys, the only guys really who it doesn't work out for are the one and dones who are like a top five recruit who either get injured or don't play very well in college. I think of like a Nick Smith at Arkansas, but he's probably still going to be a top 10 pick, uh, even though the top four might all be guys who didn't play in college. So it feels like the system's working pretty well right now. I still think it's a little unfair to the guys who are ready to go to the league that they can't until they have to spend a year out of high school. But from a fan perspective, I feel like it's a pretty good setup right now. Yeah, all right. Up next, uh, the average game on opening day was around 2 hours and 45 minutes, and 10 of the 15 games were played in under 3 hours. Amber, big deal or not a big deal? They did it. Baseball did it. Baseball did something good. Congratulations. It made a change, and the change worked, and it's effective. This makes the product much better for the consumer. It just really does. I mean, it has sped up the game exponentially, saving 30 minutes of time. It's remarkable how effective that this rule change has been. I am not a baseball fan, per se, Drew. And one of the reasons (laughs) for it is because it is too damn slow for me. That is the truth. And I just can't deal with all of the, you know, the step into the batter's box, step out, we're hanging out, we're doing this, we're doing that. The craziest thing is the TikTok videos where they show the side by side, which (laughs) I consume on Instagram like an adult, but on Instagram (laughs) story, when it comes across my feed, right, where it shows the side by side, where there's one I saw yesterday, an entire half inning, a half inning in the same amount of time as a single pitch yesterday on opening day. That is insane. Get the half inning out of my life. I don't have the attention span for this anymore. It's 2023. Let's keep it moving. You can't risk people being on their phones at the ballpark, on social, not engaged in the game, not watching the game, not caring about the product in front of them. In order to make them care, you have to have action on the field. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. But is it a big deal or not a big deal? You oh, didn't right. The question. It's a big deal. <laughs> All right. It's thank a you. big deal. So it sounds like it's a big deal because the game time is getting smaller. Uh, I agree. Huge deal. Massive deal. Colossal deal. There's a great episode of the ESPN Daily podcast, Pablo Torre's last show as the host. He talked with Jeff Passan about it. And Jeff Passan told this story about Raul Abanez at a minor league baseball game, high A for the Dodgers in Rancho Cucamonga, California where Raul Abanez looked down at his phone. He's now an MLB executive, played in in MLB forever. He's now an executive, and he looked down at his phone and missed a pitch. And he was like, what happened? And it was like an aha epiphany moment. This is what Major League Baseball needs. Mm -hmm. I I think it's the greatest thing to happen to the sport in, like, maybe since integration. You know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's amazingly... It's amazingly cool. It's so fun to watch. I also, I know the clip you're talking about. I think it's a, an Astros pitcher in the playoffs yeah. who takes like two and a half minutes between pitches. Insane. It's, it's so funny, it's though. It's so crazy. If you listen to the audio, Joe Buck is like, hey, Ken Rosenthal, you want to fill some airtime here? And they toss it down to Ken Rosenthal at the dugout doing a report. Yeah. That, that is an, an, how is any of us watching that crush? I mean, it is an outlier like that. I think it's Framber Valdez, who's a super slow pitcher. Uh, but but even still, I mean, and listen, a lot of people I've heard have said, look, the WBC was great. They didn't have a pitch clock. Guess what? WBC would have been better with a pitch clock. Mm-hmm. It would have been better if they had it. because Just because... It's it, just because it ain't broke doesn't mean you can still 
not make it better, whatever. You can still improve a good product. Huh? And it's <laughs> hard, Thanks. It's Thanks, hard right now. It's hard right now, obviously. These pitchers have been doing it the one way. They're, the batters, I think there was a catcher who had a violation yesterday. Like They've awesome. all been doing it one way their entire lives, and I get it. But when you're talking about the future of a game, you're not just talking about how the rules changes. If rules changes will affect these current this current generation of players. Like yeah. they'll be coming up now, and they'll have pitch clocks coming up, and everybody will adjust, and everybody will get used to doing things much more quickly in that sport. And one day it'll be second nature, and it won't be hard for anybody involved in the game. And the Angels will still lose. By yes. the way, Ra- and they will still lose, and they'll still have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout somehow. Rafi Devers, get in the box, bro. Get in the box. Uh-huh. It's a strike. Sorry, man. Adapt or die. That's how th- these things work. And the, the product is way better with a pitch clock. Big deal. All right. I think we got one more here. WrestleMania. Big oh, deal or not on. a big deal? Amber? Not a big deal. Oh, I mean, on. they Go tell me it's the Super Bowl. It, like, it, I I, literally, Joe and, and James are trying to convince me it's just like the Super it Bowl. It is, yeah. It's the biggest event in wrestling. (gasps) There's a lot of big events. Like, I understand WrestleMania is supposed to be the thing because all these wrestlers are crying when they get the call to do WrestleMania, which is just weird because it's scripted. Nevertheless. Uh, So... They, I, just like, I, I, I just love, I love every time I say that, just the, the sheer anguish so on James Steele's face. It's still real to me, so damn it. It's still real to me. So every, t- is it, yes. So I understand that in that world, WrestleMania is supposed to be the thing. But what confuses me is everything in that world they hype up is so important. Like Monday Night Raw is important. SmackDown's important. I'm running out of things, but there's other things. There's <laughs> other terms I've heard. Royal Rumble is important. Royal Rumble. There you go. That's what yeah. I've heard of. Uh, for me, not a big deal, but I, I'm curious. Who's the favorite, James? Who's your favorite wrestler, and who's the favorite to oh, win goodness. WrestleMania? Oh, well, those are two uh, wildly different questions. Can I guess? Go ahead. I think the favorite to win is Roman Reigns. Uh, I, I think that. Yeah, I mean, he's in the main event. Him and uh, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes for the uh, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Right. Roman Reigns has been champion for over 900 days, close to 1,000 days. Uh, Cody Rhodes just came back from not being in WWE for six years. He was doing a reality show, wasn't he? Well, yeah, that was part of it. He he, he went and started a new company, AEW, that's on... uh, Oh, he's in that? He was... Wow, he, he this was a big is really part. in the weeds, guys. He was really, really he was a big part of starting a new, a brand new company. He left that, came back at WrestleMania last year, and now With the he's owners trying of the Jacksonville to, Jaguars, yeah, yeah, right? Tony the, Khan, the yeah. cons. Yep. See, now we're Look talking wrestling expert. So, so now, so now it's it's him and Roman Reigns in the main event. He's yeah. you know the son of Dusty Rhodes, a, a legend he's not in wrestling. Win. They're not going to reward I, the guy who left. The I, company for another company. We'll see. We'll see. But he's he's come back to finish the story. Look, a competing company. Amber, we'll we'll see what happens in the ring. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's fair and wait. square. I'm so excited. I cannot <laughs> wait. The chips fall where they may. Two full nights of WrestleMania oh. in By the future. way, why Joe Fortenbaugh is not here tonight it is why you were filling in on this show, Drew. Carter, I don't think so. I'm Joe good. had to attend WrestleMania in Los Angeles. Not, not had to. Is lucky enough to have the opportunity to. I, I don't, I don't he buy gets it. to. I think, Freak. 
show. I, I think Joe is he's maybe he's in the doghouse with the missus or something, and he's got to like go and do like date she night wants or to go to no, he's got to do like That's date night or something. I, I'm saying I don't think he's at WrestleMania. I think he's doing something else. He just wanted the nights off from work. Oh, you think it's just an excuse? Yeah, no, no, no. In fact, last week he took off because he went to SmackDown. So how's <laughs> that information Oh, my for God. You? It's How many so weekends do you have to miss if you're a wrestling? How many Super Bowls in one sport? Right? At, one, at some point, it can't be I'm Super saying. Bowl. There's a difference between, there's a difference between WrestleMania and SmackDown. SmackDown's every week. Okay. Right. WrestleMania is next. once a year. A Coming it's the up, the culmination <laughs> of everything. Once Coming a year, too many. It's happened since the just, last just WrestleMania. It is your turn to weigh in. We are we are over the clock. This is the first <laughs> time ever James Steele has ever wanted to go over the clock himself. Your turn to weigh in. Your hottest take. He's normally screaming in my ear at this point. Wrap the segment. Wrap the segment. <laughs> but it's wrestling, so nice. he's like, you know what? Keep going. Your hottest takes on March Madness. Katie's legacy. WrestleMania, whatever you want to talk to us about, we are opening up the phone lines on Joe and Amber. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Join the conversation next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are about to get to your phone calls here on Joe and Amber. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight at eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. Your hottest takes, bring them our way. Anything you want to discuss? You want dating advice from Drew Carter? I understand he's <laughs> uh-huh. well versed. He's young. You never know. Maybe he's good with it. Go ahead, give us a call. Triple eight, say ESPN. We will get to your phone calls. We'll play caller roulette in just a moment. You heard the music when we were coming in. Though, uh, Drew, how is your prediction going where you told us in the middle of the third quarter of the LSU Tech game that this thing was over? Virginia Tech at the time was up, I think, by nine points over LSU. You said it's a wrap. Virginia Tech's the real deal. LSU's a sham. Right now, <laughs> LSU leads Virginia Tech 66 to 62. I don't hear that. I, with I don't about know what you're four. About. 40 left I turned it off fourth. midway through the third quarter, so I, much like the song, I feel vindicated. I feel <laughs> That's vindicated. not how it works. I feel vindicated in my prediction that uh, Virginia Tech's going to win. No, they're down by four with just under five to play. I still feel pretty good. 
I feel good about it. Mm, if you say so. So not quite over the way that Drew Carter had predicted. If anything crazy happens, we will continue to update you here and you'll get your updates throughout the night here on ESPN radio. That is Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social, make fun of him. If LSU wins this game <laughs> at Drudel 25, you can find me as well at Amber W sports. Let's get to your phone calls. Let's play some caller roulette. 13 black odd. No winner. Spin the wheel. Make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. Again, triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is where we find Mike. Mike is in Manhattan. Hey, Mike, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? What's going on, guys? Yeah, when they say it's truly wide open in the NBA West, this is as wide open as I could ever remember. I had Phoenix just slightly with the addition of KD and Okogi coming out, but I could see them getting knocked off. I just think there's no team you can really be that confident. Denver, you can go up the top, even Golden State, because when they won titles, they were the best defensive team, and this year they're one of the worst defensive teams. So I could see any of these teams coming out, and even the Clippers, if they get Paul George back. Uh, a lot of people say Denver can't win it. I think they can because they do have uh, Joker and Murray. So I think that's with that depth and lineup, that shooting they got, they can come out, but guys, it's going to be so damn fun to watch because you can make a, a case and argument for any team come out of us. I'm going to say Phoenix, but I'm, I wouldn't put put money on it. Yeah, it's why Wendy said that LeBron is smelling blood, and it's why he's coming back playing through injury there because with the Lakers of the eighth seed, he feels like he's got a shot against any of those other teams in the West. It is a wide-open West in the sense that it doesn't feel like there's a truly dominant team, and yet that feels disrespectful to the Denver Nuggets, me saying that. How about the Minnesota Timberwolves? Maybe they can make a run. Maybe this is another word. As we speak, they're they're leading LeBron and AD and the Lakers by three midway it's, through the second quarter. It's quite literally every single team uh, right. in the top eight, right? Even the I Kings. Mean, I would say. Yes, the, the Kings you could believe in. I mean, the Clippers are going to clip, but we could make an argument there. They're <laughs> never healthy. Forget about it, but whatever. The Warriors, yeah, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, any of those teams, I guess, including the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's spin the wheel. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's where we find Dominique in Raleigh. Dominic, thanks for the call. What do you have for us tonight? Man, we talking about WrestleMania, man. That's the best. That's the best thing we got going on this weekend. I'm telling you, man. I thought we were going to be friends. We don't have time left in the and show. Oh, we, we got we got plenty of time. You know, I was talking about WrestleMania, guys. Well, it, I felt like Dominique needed to have more of a take than that, other than just saying what, it's the what, most important thing. What, I mean, what are the takes what, for WrestleMania? What match are what you, you looking forward to most, uh, Dominique? Man, honestly, Edge versus Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell, the Demon versus the, the Devil. Come on, man. Can't get better than that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Take your word for it. I feel like you can get better than that. Like the men's Final Four, I feel like, is better uh, than that. The, the Demon- women's Final Four happening right now, I feel like, frankly is better than that. Baseball this weekend, I feel like, is better than uh, that. The NBA this weekend, far. I feel like, is better than that. The lacrosse game that Drew yes! Carter is inevitably calling this weekend, I have no idea what it is. I feel like it's better than that. None I, of that None of that stacks up against the Demon Finn Balor against Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. I got The Rock to win WrestleMania. I got The Rock. Well, he's not in it. Do so you try smell again. what The Rock is cooking? Huh? Drew, Drew Carter just dated himself in a weird way. As young as Drew Carter <laughs> I got, is, he's I got, uh, back to Rowdy a Rowdy era. Piper. I, I got... Uh, 
Stone Cold St- Andre the Stone Giant. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. The Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal is happening right now on SmackDown. Wow. So, you would. Yeah, I have it up on my second screen. Just Joe Hortonbaugh is at WrestleMania. He will be back on Monday, I'm sure, to share all of the stories, every commercial break with James Steele. I'm sure it is all I will hear about <laughs> off air on Monday. But it's been Drew Carter filling in for Joe Hortonbaugh tonight. Thank you, Drew, for your for your time Thanks, and your A-Dub. expertise and also your hatred of wrestling. Um, we have <laughs> that in common. Coming up next, I don't know how Freddie and Fitzsimmons feel about wrestling but more updates on lsu vata this has been the joe and amber podcast you can listen to joe and amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m eastern plus you can listen on the espn app sirius xm channel 80 or on your smart speaker joe and amber the podcast